There's a new player in town. Wollongong City GWM Havel. Visit them for a test drive today. You're listening to Saturdays in the Gong on SEN Track. Now Mitch Jennings, we're fiercely sort of loyal, patriotic Illawarra types down here at Saturdays in the Gong. The Hawks play just up the road, but I tell you what, it's an absolute pleasure to have our next guest on board. He's the Sydney Kings Chief Executive. The Kings are coming off probably two, well, definitely two of the greatest years in terms of their NBL history with back-to-back championships, including the great Xavier Cooks, who as an Illawarra product, uh, it's just fantastic to see the heights that his career has gone. Uh, He's just such a dominant force for the Kings in the last couple of years and now has converted that over into NBA territory. So a pleasure to have you on board this morning, Chris. Thank you for having me on. What an introduction. I wasn't expecting such a warm welcome down in Illawarra region, mate. Oh, mate, I know Julian uh, O'Brien, one of your, uh, you know, great... uh, Kings members up there, he'd, he'd be straight on the phone to me if I uh, if I offered anything less, mate. But mate, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we know that. Yeah, abs- absolutely. No, mate, I mean you must just be so uh, thrilled and proud of what you've achieved in the last couple of years. I mean, I know it's been a, a bit of a, a reset uh, this season, and you've sort of had to uh, remodel the um, the roster a little bit, but or the fair bit. But I mean, um, you know, what you've achieved has become a new benchmark in the NBL. No, thank you. It has been. It's it's just a great time for the club, and you know of the success post COVID, um, and even over the last four to five years with the new ownership group coming in. Again, it's it's we're extremely proud proud of what we're doing, but we don't want to just stop here. The league continues to 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 take leaps and strides, and you know teams wanting to get better. So everyone's doing their best to stay um, in front of each other. But for us. You know, it's just about looking at what's next and not focusing on necessarily the last two years and understanding, yeah, how we can how we can continue the success we've had. And you're right on on our roster and how it's been shaped out. And, and there's a lot of movement, obviously, with Davey going and unfortunately with Chase leaving us. But for the most part, I feel like that's been part of the course the last couple of years. You know, we lost our trio of imports last year. You know, and the year before we lost it. You know. You know, there's so many players that come in and out, but that's just, you know, that's just all part of it and, and a big product of what we're doing. Chris, it's interesting that you're in a position where, you know, you are chasing a, a three-peat, and I imagine it, it's a it's a situation not a lot of clubs ever find themselves in. I mean, it's, it's a very good place to be, no doubt, but I guess when you're trying to go back-to-back, there's an element of it, like, as you mentioned, uh, obviously, roster turnover, there's always change in the NBL, that's the nature of the beast in the NBL and the way it operates, but... I imagine there's an element of you know keeping the ball rolling when you're chasing when you're chasing two when you're trying to make it three, and obviously the changing coach and everything else. Have you taken a, a different approach to chasing, I guess, a three-peat than you might have taken towards uh, you know going back to back? It's a great question. I'd say no, actually. I feel like we've we've had a model of how we like to structure our basketball operations and our roster for the last four years since I've been here. And I think that shifting that mindset just to chase the championship or to do things different um, wouldn't be the right approach. And for us, it's about, you know, continuing to grow, yes, but but doing the same things that we've been doing for years and bringing in high-character players that are obviously skilled, um, being fiscally responsible in how we do so. But um, I think it is just that continued growth and development year on year 
Um, and to be perfectly honest, I'm just focusing on this year as, as a blank slate. Um, you know, I, I feel like that, yes, we're trying to go for a three-peat, and that's kind of the underlying message, but I, I do want to steer away from that because we will have such, such a number of new faces in the club. And for us, it is, it's going to be more difficult than it was last year. Last year was really tough because teams want to come in and beat us up every night. You know, whether we're the team that, that everyone wants to scalp and take down. And, um, you know, I, I feel like we buy into that um, competitive spirit and that kind of drives us, especially on the road. But it's going to be, a, it's going to be an uphill battle with you, I'll tell you that. Chris, uh, you announced yesterday the signing of DJ Hogue. Uh, obviously had an outstanding season last year with the Cairns Taipans at averaging 18.1 points, 5.6 rebounds and 2.8 assists. Uh, it's It's been interesting to contrast the, the Kings reshaping the roster. The Hawks were very active in the market. We followed that at the Mercury very closely. Uh, obviously after their disappointing season last year, they were very quick to act. Um, you guys have, have sort of had to, I guess, hold your cards and watch the market a little bit but that's an exciting uh, signing in terms of DJ Hope it is we've you know we've been I've been touted to be apparently city on my hands and, and whatnot but for us it was about you know we had our bench locked up and we knew that coming into the off season we did that in advance of the season finishing and for us it was just not spending on players to spend on them right not just bringing them in because they're highly touted or this and that if they don't fit our model then it's not the right approach for us so We've been very measured in our approach this year. Um, and then DJ was the first domino to fall in a big one because you're, you're spot on. You know, he was all NBL second team, arguably could have been placed in the first, but there's some amazing competition that he was playing alongside. And, you know, he brings a lot that we need. You know, we I put a premium on, on shooting. We all do. And in this league, it's, it's vastly important the way the game's continuing to develop and, and shift to, um, you know, probably more non-traditional bigs. And DJ can play, you know, when we talk to him, he, he can sense himself being able to play one through four. I think he plays one through five because, you know, he can bring the ball up, he can stress the floor, he's big, he's long, um, he can post up and he's got a lot of crafty moves offensively. But for us, it was on the defensive end that probably surprised me the most last year. Um, I'd known him predominantly as an offensive player and was really encouraged by how well he did, you know, against, especially against some tough matchups. Like, he did a great job matching up against Dave in the grand final series. And for it was, you know, throughout the year, our coaches loved him and said, we've got to find a way to get this guy. So I'm just glad we've got someone of his caliber in, in the club. And I think he's going to play a big part in, in others wanting to come play alongside him. Chris, it's interesting, like you said, I imagine it's been a very due diligence and, and something of a pragmatic approach to free agency. But, I mean, obviously, how much of an impact has, I guess, sorting out Chase's future uh, had on that? And, and, I mean, what impact do you think it will have in terms of replacing him? Because he's, you know, a two-time championship winner. We we don't have many coaches with multiple championships. Their name has got to be said. It's a, it's, a, it's as big, I guess, a, a, a departure as you can get. Of, of course it is. And, you know, I couldn't speak more highly of Chase as a person as a basketball coach because you're, you're right that not many coaches have two NBL championships, but not many coaches have two NBL championships in two years and the record that he's set along the way with these groups. You know, longest away winning streak in, in NBL history. Um, you know, for us it was... It was a, 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 a long process, but I think one that we were just mindful of his career aspirations too. And 
we want our players and our coaches and our personnel to have that ability to, to chase their dreams and aspirations. And for him, I think he's one of the best coaches that, that I've been around. And so do I expect him, um, could he be an NBA head coach one day? Of course. Can he be, should he be a front of bench or lead assistant? 100%. So for us, it, you know, that's the, the dream he was chasing. And we wanted that for him. But at, at some point in time, we just needed to, to look out at, at the club's best interest as well and go, look, we need to, we need to um, be able to recruit and not have to initiate a coaching search so close to the start of the season as we had to do uh, when Will Weaver left us. And, you know, that's just the way it all fell and, and left on, on great terms. And for us, um, it's now looking forward and, and looking at the next steward to, to come in and lead this group. And the sheer level of candidates that we're seeing come forward, both inbound and us reaching out, it, it's quite remarkable. So I'm, I'm really excited about the next phase of the club and um, the next person we're bringing in to come lead this group. Curly one, Chris, and we mentioned people not many have. Any any reaching out either way to a, to one B Gorgian? Mate, anyone in their right mind would be silly <laughs> not to be reaching out to, to Brian Gorgian every single year. So 100%, I mean, he's, he's, he's arguably the greatest coach um, in the NBL's ever seen, right? Australia's ever seen. He's, he's a phenomenal, um, you know, culture builder, you know, basketball intellect, everything that he carries is, is something a team would want. Um, you know, I would have loved that, but he's very happy and comfortable coaching over in over in Asia right now and doing a phenomenal job over there. So that would have been lovely, but, you know, it just doesn't seem that, that it's going to work out this time around. Chris, we really appreciate your time today. We can't wait for another cracking freeway series. Hopefully it reaches new heights with the, the Hawks and the Kings both putting together some great squads for, for next year. We're excited for the NBL season. But, uh, yeah, congratulations on everything you've achieved in the last last couple of years. And we look forward to seeing you down here at the Entertainment Centre. Likewise, gents. Thank you for having me on. Have a great day.